Welcome to another podcast of Off the Record, a candid, casual conversation about life, culture, and church. And today we're continuing in our conversation about temperaments. We're right in the middle of a sermon series entitled Colors, and uh, we've been trying to talk and learn and see what the Bible says and what God says about how he has uniquely wired and created us. And the end result and the end goal of all of this is really found in our key verse for this whole series, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. Here's the key. According to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. In the reality of our communication or interaction with people, the better we understand ourselves, the better we can understand other people and really communicate in such a way that meets their ultimate needs. That sounds great, but one of the things that always gets in the way of that is sometimes our weaknesses and sometimes the places where we fall a little bit short. And so today, to help me in this conversation, I'm joined once again by uh, some of our wonderful staff here at Lex City Church. And so I'm going to have them go around, just introduce themselves. And if you missed the last podcast, you can go back and listen to that. But why don't you guys introduce yourself, tell us what color you are, give us a little context as we talk a little bit about this area of weaknesses. My name's Julie McFarland. I am a yellow, and I am the Kid City Director here at Lex City. I'm TJ. I am the Youth Director here at Lex City, and I am very much a green. I'm Stephanie Ledford, and I'm the Financial Controller at Lex City, and I'm a blue. I'm Josh Sadlon, and I'm the Worship and Creative Director, and I am very red. Fantastic. So hopefully you will see yourself and hear yourself in one of these four that are here today. If you're still trying to figure out exactly what color I am, what's my primary, what's my secondary, if you're like me, this conversation about some of the weaknesses really helped give some clarity to me. Like, oh, that's something that I really resonates with me. That's something I find myself struggling with. And so I'm hoping today to be able to create a little bit more clarity, exactly what your temperament is and how God has created you that way. So let's start with there. It's sometimes not always a fun conversation, but it is insightful. So in general, let's take a big picture. As we think about these four colors, why don't you share your color and what are some of the the, the general weaknesses that come with that color? I mean, I always want to go first, so I'll just well, go. Well, of course. Um, yellow. And so as I look through these, I don't love them, but they're pretty true. Compulsive talker, exaggerates, confidence fades fast. That's a big one. Uh, interrupts. I do that. Vain. Don't like that. Scatterbrain doesn't follow through, looks for credit, seems phony. Um, I have had that several times in my life and disorganized and Stephanie could probably attest to that. So yeah. Some of the things that come with the yellow that, yeah. That yeah. There. Yep. I work really hard to overcome them, but yeah. As a green, some of our weaknesses are unenthusiastic, indecisive, which is very true, too shy, self-righteous, hard to get moving, can appear lazy, stays uninvolved, indifferent to plans, sarcastic, aimless, but also stubborn, and just boring. That's a good one on there. <laughs> so some of the blues weaknesses are remembers the negatives, reserved, hesitant to start projects, spends too much time planning, standards often too high, skeptical, judgmental, moody, too introspective, um, guarded, withdrawn, and remote. Yeah, it's good. None of that sounds good. <laughs> the uh, 
red weaknesses, um, bossy, impatient, quick-tempered, um, comes on too strong, inflexible, manipulates people, demanding of others, um, dominates, uh, can do everything better, intolerant, selfish, arrogant, aggressive, uh, doesn't listen. Those sound like really negative traits compared to everyone. Oh, I'm a little introspective. Oh, too introspective. Okay, well, I'm aggressive. So that sounds like a... Well, I think I like last podcast better. This one's a little harder. Yeah, so let's uh, let's dig down even a little more. Because, again, again, part of the goal of our time together is for you as uh, folks that are listening to this podcast, getting to know us better as, as people. And uh, so as you looked over that list, let's maybe personalize it. What are, what are maybe one or two of those weaknesses... Uh, that are just really one of your least favorite that you say, man, this is a struggle that I have when it comes toward, towards those. I mean, honestly, there's several, but I think the one that is affected, I can recognize has affected me the most is the confidence fades fast. Um, I'm always pretty keen to jump into to things and have fun and adventure. And, and then all of a sudden I, I doubt myself. And so there's always this struggle of, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I can do this. No, I, what if I don't do it right? Yeah. You know, um, I, yes, I could. It, yeah. So that one's that one. I can see it play a lot. That's where I think some of the green comes in. Some of that anxiety and the re- reservedness for me is because the confidence fades. So do you like, find yourself sometimes too? I'm jumping into things that I really don't have competency, but I just want to be a part of it. So I come off real confident. And then when I'm in it, it's like, oh, I have no idea where I'm going to go with this. Oh, yeah. All the yeah. time. I think more when I was younger. Like I played every sport on the set. You know me. I'm not a sporter, right? But I played, <laughs> you know, and I, I would work really hard. It was just not. But it didn't take long for me. And I, I was I talked to my mom and I was in dance and I loved that. And she said she didn't know any of this. And she said, well, you always loved it, but you just you just didn't have the confidence. Yeah. You would lose your confidence. And so and it's yeah. probably a self-fulfilling kind of cycle, right? Yeah. I tried to jump into everything. So I'm jumping into things that aren't my strengths and then I don't have success and I lose confidence. So trying as a parent, helping yeah. those yellows find what they're good at and, and kind of narrowing that yet still not putting them in a box. Right. Yeah. It's a little bit tricky. And the, and the one thing I will say is when the confidence fades, if you do that enough, if you jump into something and you're not prepared and then your confidence fades or you fail, let's be honest, then you start to jump into things less and less. And then your no becomes more prevalent than your yes, but it's only because of fear, not because of who you are. And so I have found that a lot at play as I've, you know, as I've overcome some of the other things just through maturity and wisdom and downright you know, that's no good. Um, the one thing that still really affects me, I think, is is the confidence. But yeah, yeah, that's good. For the greens, the few that stood out to me uh, were unenthusiastic. Uh, I'll go back to my pet fish analogy from last uh, podcast. While it is a strength, I also think it is a weakness because there's a weakness that we can't get to 100% of our emotional expressiveness easily or, or really just don't even have maybe as many emotional needs but we can use that as a weakness at times. Uh, I also had indecisive on here, not because I don't know what I want, but because I don't want people to be unhappy with my decision. And so it's sometimes even worse because I know what I want, but I'm always submissing that to what I just think people want to do because I don't want to make someone unhappy with my decision. Yeah. And then the other one that I just thought was funny, 
It said can't appear lazy, which I think a green might have made that list because I don't. It's not just appear. We are lazy, and that's okay. But it is a weakness of ours. It's not. We are straight up lazy at times. Yeah, it takes that fire that procrastinate till the very end. And yeah, end. yeah, that's a good one. I don't like weaknesses. I really hate weak. This is really hard for me. Like I just, I don't know. It's hard. But um, a couple that stood out to me were skeptical, remembers the negatives. Like when we're talking or planning something, you know, I put so much time into thinking about it and planning it, but I think about all the things that could go wrong. And I think about, well, the last time we did something like this, 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 and this happened, and I don't want any of that to happen again. So I remember that instead of remembering the positives. Mm -hmm. But the other one, when I was looking at this list that jumped out at me that I just really hate this word is judgmental. So that one, like I can't even, I don't know, that one just really bugs me. I don't, you know, that that's one of the things that, that I want the Holy Spirit to point out in me when I'm being judgmental. And I didn't really used to think that I was, but then like once I asked the Holy Spirit to point it out, you know, I could be like walking my dog in the morning and I see somebody's grass that's not mowed and I go, oh, they're lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yep. really? <laughs> yep. Like maybe your mind, got... Yeah, your mind thinks analytically, right? You look, right. you evaluate. Yeah. Yeah, I evaluate the task. So I think the task needed to be done. And why aren't they mowing the grass? It's just. That's good. And I think, yeah, that memory of uh, because you can categorize and put things in boxes to remember that area of forgiveness or holding grudges or remembering Mm -hmm. past wrongs for the blue is very easy to do because their mind really compartmentalizes Mm -hmm. so naturally that way. Yeah. That's good insight. Yeah. There's a lot of these weaknesses that um, are just true. And I think on a, on a red side of things, sometimes you can see these weaknesses and go, well, I have to be that way or I have to be, you know, (laughs) I think it's, you can justify so many of these weaknesses and the decisions that we have to make. And so, um, some of them that are, there's kind of two different sides of these weaknesses I see, especially for reds are the ones that that affect other people and then the ones that affect yourself. So I'm going to talk now about the ones that affect me personally. And, and they really are, um, that I can't relax. Like it is very difficult for for me to relax at any point. Um, uh, on Sunday nights, a couple times, I've played some video games with Austin, TJ, and Eli, and some guys here, and they'll be playing video games, and I'll be on my computer working on Planning Center or the next service. And like for me, that's relaxing because like everyone's hanging out, having a good time, and they're like, "What is wrong with this guy? Like he can't <laughs> he can't relax at all." And um, or it's the same thing, you know, when I'm when I'm at home at night, it's very difficult for me to like turn off my brain from from what's going on of the day. Um, I think another one would be uh, inflexible. Uh, there are definitely areas in in my own life where where I'm not flexible, even with my with myself. Like it's going like this is this is where I want to eat, and this is the next task on my list, and this is what I'm doing. And so um, I can see how that that is even just difficult for myself because once I've made a decision, I hold myself to that and don't really open myself to uh, to other possibilities of of what else I can I can be doing. So uh, these these weaknesses are are very tough. Uh, and, and yeah, everyone hates weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard. The more visible your position or your family, there's just no place to hide, you know? So I, I certainly face that as so as a very strong green in the church context and setting. One of my primary needs and one is harmony and people pleasing. 
in an organization with over thousands, some people where everybody has different opinions and every week you can't please everybody and everybody has. And I find that same way. If you're not careful, you just become then timid. You want to avoid any decision knowing, because no matter what decision you make, there's going to be differing things. And so the passivity on a green level, I, I see so many times it, it, you have to always fight that. It's sinking in. Like I'm just going to back away because it's, it's not worth the tension and harmony is impossible. It's impossible to, uh, experiences in a larger organization. And so, yeah, I think knowing those weaknesses is critical because they are the things that are going to hamper uh, and really cap you from where you want to be. And, and uh, I'm reminded that as a, in my role, uh, surrounded by a lot of reds and a lot of very strong leaders, uh, if I'm not careful, I can really step back and um, take a secondary position when in reality I'm called to take a, a first seat position. And so in those moments, what have you found that have been helpful? Like where does the Holy Spirit in your life feel, fill those gaps? Where does it, what perspectives help you to overcome those things? So for me, the people pleasing, I'm reminded, I'm just constantly that my worth and value comes not in the thoughts and opinions of others, that my worth and value comes from my position and who I am in Christ. <laughs> I'm chosen. I'm his child. There's value there that God in his divine sovereignty and sense of humor placed me in this position for such a time as this. And so to not rise up and step forward is really, in many regards, disobedient to the calling and and diminishing what God has done to put me at that point. So I, I have to be reminded myself in the spirit of like, this is who you are, and this is what you are called to do, and don't shrink from it. So that that's really, for me, a pretty constant battle. How about for you guys? How has the Holy Spirit and your walk with God helped in those areas of weaknesses? It's funny listening to you, Brian, talk about, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit the opposite in that. In my, when I was younger, um, you know, it would be all about me. It would be about me getting the praise. What What my motive was was usually pleasing people. And so it's been the Holy Spirit in my life and trusting, first of all, trusting God with the outcome. So the, the confidence thing, it helps balance that out. But the other thing is I don't have to people please. I don't have to um, be phony to be accepted because I'm a daughter of the king. You know, there's a there's a whole process of that. And in some of these where it says I manipulate, I hate the word manipulate, by the way. I dislike it greatly. But where it says manipulate with charm and flattery, I can see in my life where I would manipulate to get what I wanted instead of trusting the Lord and the Holy Spirit. So it's been a long journey. When I look at this compulsive talker, it freaks me out. But I, I, I recognize it's because when I see it now, I'm like, no, I'm not that. But I was that. And the only reason I'm not that is because I leaned into the Holy Spirit. And I listened when he said, shh, just shush, yeah. just listen. No, it's not your time to speak. But I mean, that's a, that's, you got to have a pretty tight relationship with him to be able to go, no, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. But the reality is without being really grounded in the Holy Spirit and listening to God's voice in that, it's always my voice yeah. and never his. Yeah, that's really good. And I think in the yellow, that's such a great observation we tend to avoid silence, right? Because there's a, there's a vulnerability there. Or if, if I don't speak and fill it with words, somebody else is going to fill them and they may not be what I want to hear. So it's that, you know, just be still and know that I'm God. It's the comfort to just rest and uh, be okay. Yeah. And that was really, really hard to develop. That was something that I had to, I mean, for 10, 15 years, I've worked really hard on being quiet and being still and listening because mm -hmm. it's just not 
who I was. Yeah, it's really good insight. Yeah, I um, I really resonate with what Julie says as a yellow because as a red, there's a lot of there's some similarities with our extrovertedness that um, has to do with manipulation and how we manipulate people. And and the hard part about especially in a church context with the idea of, of manipulation being a weakness is that unless I tell people what to do, unless I say, hey, go clean up that cable and put it away. As soon as I envision someone of, hey, we're going to clean that up so that way that place is, is clean so that when people come in here on Sunday, it's not a distraction, I'm immediately, vision is manipulation to people. You know, I'm manipulating yeah. this person to do what they need to do unless I tell them what they're doing. And so, so the ability to cast vision and, and not manipulate people and to be honest about that and to, and to go, hey, this is really what is, is needed for our organization to thrive, for us to reach people, for us to care for people. Um, that balance is so important. And for me, I, I fought it a lot when it comes to like the manipulating side of things uh, and, and how I've led people. Did you have something to, to add to that? Well, I was just going to listen and wait because I've worked really hard with the Holy Spirit not to interrupt, which is one of my weaknesses. No, I love that. I love that. But I was going to say, yes, you're right. And to trust, people will say to me now, I love your authenticity. I love you because you're real and you're authentic. But there was, I think, I very safe to say there was a time in my life. I don't think that was the case. I don't think it, I think I was super phony and trying to work all kinds of angles or do what I thought I was supposed to do. So just to show you that walking with the Holy Spirit can take you from a point of, yeah, people recognize the authenticity of me now rather than the weakness of you seem really phony. Yeah, but I think for the yellows, it is probably easiest for you to mask that in the energy and the enthusiasm to hide what's really going on behind. You know, the blue... That emotion tends to be out on the sleeve a little bit more. We can see it more. And so we can identify, you know, the green, it's hard to tell because there isn't the range of emotion. So it's hard to know what's going behind in different ways. And so I do think that's a great reminder for the yellows that are out there. So many people will look on the outside. You're going to have to just battle against your own giftedness because you can fake it probably easier than most other temperaments. Yeah, that um, ability to kind of, you know, allow people to see why we're doing what we're doing. And for me, I've, I've lived on the extremes of those, of, of the manipulation and the task driven side of it. It's, it's kind of a both. And when it comes to the red, I want to get the task done, but I also know that I have to explain why I need to. And so I, I found that, um, I've actually, uh, shut that down in certain areas of my life. So, um, which is actually another weakness of the red where I will just not be complimentary about anything. Like even I've, I saw the difference between my staff and volunteers years ago when I uh, started leading here because my volunteers, I'd be so complimentary. I would, you know, say, hey, this is why we're doing this and this is why we're advancing the kingdom. This is the lives that are being changed. And for my staff, because I I had been in a culture where staff had been manipulated, I am going like, I'm not even going to cast any vision. I'm just going to expect the task to get done because you're getting a paycheck and I'm not even going to compliment you. And so I had uh, in certain staff transitions, you know, kind of in exit interviews, it was, hey, you know, I, Josh doesn't ever compliment anything that I do. And and uh, it's kind of the same thing of just demanding of things, you know, like Josh, just, just a task list, micromanaging kind of things. And so, which is, was another weakness. And so through this series, which has been incredibly helpful, back then we didn't have this series, um, there's times now where I've reversed that, where I've gone, okay, well now I'm going to be less micromanaging or I'm going to be more task driven. And now I've realized, okay, in my weaknesses, um, 
it's, it really is how I'm interacting with different people. When I'm interacting with Michaela, who's a green versus Madison, who's a yellow versus Austin, who's a red, like, like there's actually different needs that I have and my weaknesses will show up in each conversation, depending on the type of person I'm talking to. And so being able to recognize that in your weaknesses and understanding how, which weaknesses are going to play out when you're talking to a blue or a yellow or a red, I think is incredibly important in understanding yeah, them. That's great. That's great. Yeah. For the green, uh, I can relate to what Brian said of for sure, like just that Holy Spirit giving me confidence in myself in the sense of just not worrying what every single person thinks of you and just being confident in this is, I've been put here for this reason and I'm the right person to be in this position and I'm going to lead those well, but I'm also just confident that I am who God says I am. And I also think for me, a big one in my life too, that I just see the Holy Spirit filling those weaknesses is really just the sense of purpose in general. I mean, if I took God out of my life, I would be aimless. Like there was nothing that inspired me, like going through, like I had nothing I wanted to do when I grew up. I even like doing youth ministry. I absolutely love it, but not because I want to be the best youth pastor in the world and I'm striving to do all these things. Like I love it because I feel I'm on mission for Jesus and he's calling me to love people. And so I just, I look at so many of my friends that have no purpose and are just aimless. And I'm like, I would be right there if I didn't have the Holy Spirit speaking into me that there's a purpose why I'm here. And so really on just a whole life scale, I would just be lazy and aimless without the Holy Spirit because that's what fuels me more than anything else. That's great. It's that holy disconnect or discontent that we'd have. You know, I do think that is a challenge for the green. We can do nothing and be completely pleased uh, with doing nothing and content. So that Holy Spirit puts that discontentment in us. How about for the blue? I think that I, um, you know, I'm constantly asking the Holy Spirit to point out things in me that he needs to refine, that he needs to prune back. And, you know, the things that I hear are like kind of what I was alluding to before, like the skepticism or the judgmental um, part of, of me. And just like, and when I ask him to point that out, he really does, <laughs> which is very uncomfortable. Yep. But I think, you know, like I can see that in myself. People don't tend to see that in me, and I don't know if I'm just kind of like covering it up or if I've really worked on that a lot. But, but I think that just really constantly asking the spirit to, to point out anything in you that's, that's, that's not of, of God is the way to go. Yeah. And I think for as blues, isn't it? When we think about these things, uh, I think it's blue, red, you tend to be harder on yourself. Mm-hmm. So as you, you know, the Holy Spirit reveal these things to me, you take them and you, you weight them very, very heavy, almost to a point right. of shame green, yellow, the challenge is, ah, we don't, you know, ah, we, we, we judge ourselves in our intentions and blue, red, judge yourselves on your actions. And it right. tends to be more harsh. So part of it is, yeah, learning that grace to yourself that you be extend really to hard. others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So I think there is that wonderful sense of just that vulnerability before God. This is who I am. These are these weaknesses. These are the things that if I'm left to myself and my own flesh, these are going to rise up and these are going to be the things that hamper or distract from or begin to put a, a lid on the amazing giftedness that I have. 
So we're in this together. It's the family of God. In our context, we're the, we're the team that are here. How can other colors help you with your weaknesses? What would be some things we can do for one another, speaking in such a way that it's for our benefit, that would be helpful to you that other colors could do? I think for agreeing, uh, because we still are people-oriented, like still just encouragement is important to us. Let us know that we're doing a good job. We don't need to be uh, pushed to go farther, just like you're killing it, what you're doing. I just appreciate your consistency. Thanks for just doing exactly what you need us. Thank you for doing exactly what we need you to do. Speaks a lot to us because we're happy to just stay the status quo, but we want to know that we're doing a good job at that. So I think that's a big one. And then also, like, we don't like conflict. We're not af- afraid to have the conversation, but if others can initiate it for us, that's better. Because, like, I will sit down and have the hard conversation with you, but I do not want to start that conversation. And so, uh, yeah, I think when hard conversations need to be had, don't be afraid to bring them to us, but just know we're not going to start them. And so it's helpful if you start them for us. Yeah, that's a good insight think for the green world, you never have to worry them about them being overconfident or arrogant about that. They're going to struggle with lack of confidence. And so anything that you can do that speaks affirmation of what you see builds into that color uh, to help them to do those things. Yeah, that's a good thought. You know, it's funny. Mine's pretty similar, but if, if I look at these strengths and weaknesses of a yellow and a strength is thrives on compliments and the weakness is confidence fades fast. So it only makes sense to say, tell me I'm doing a good job and I'll keep doing it. Um, I think I could do a long haul for a really long time if I know that what I'm doing is bringing joy to people. And so just sharing that, but I can also do the hard conversations. I could do the negative, but I think, um, you know, just let me know that. And I say this all the time. I just want your stories. I just want people's stories, you know, let me know if anything I've done is, is good for you or, or even not good for you, but just, you know, the interaction of telling me, talk to me, don't stew in it or don't, you know, and remind me, because I am pretty scatterbrained. So if I forget to tell you, hey, you're amazing, I really want to. I just forgot. So Yeah, and yeah. I hope you can hear as you listen is the difference between these two. It's subtle, but it's true. For the green, I need you to affirm me that I'm doing well and what you, that you're pleased with me. The yellow, I need you to affirm that what I'm doing matters. I'm feeling okay internally, but I need to know I'm significant. Yeah. And so as you think, even for those two, that's subtle things, but it's, it's different. And so why the yellow loves the story? Because it adds value. Green feels that value. They just need to know they are doing good in it. So you have these two that are, you know, people orientated. We tend to look internal. Let's go to the opposite two. They tend to look outwardly and process things. What can we do as colors to be helpful to you? I think on a red level, just know that reds really do care. There's a lot of weaknesses that are basically like we don't care about you or don't care about, you know, what's happening. I mean, our weakness, one of the weaknesses that the end justifies the means. So sometimes we'll just bulldoze over people and stomp on people. And um, it is part of the we got to get the stuff done. We got to get the things done and we aren't going to let you get us get in the way of of us. And so that is a weakness for sure. Um, But to know that like we do have the end, the same heart, the same end goal often in mind, as long as that same end goal that we can agree on, know that my method is going to probably 
be different than your method of, of, of getting to there. And, and so I, I fight that a lot by doing a very odd thing where I preface a lot of statements. So a lot of people who know me know that like Josh will say about three sentences before he actually says what he's thinking, because, because, and from what I've learned over the years, it's going, Oh, this person's probably thinking that I'm going to be rude or mean or this, or I'm being too decisive. So I'll say, I'm not being too decisive. I understand this and this and this and this, and then I'm going to actually say what I think. Um, to try to compensate for that. So I think uh, often if you can, um, I think for other people when they see a red to know, uh, to be able to connect with them and say, Hey, I, I know that we're on the same team and I know that, that you have what's best for our organization in mind. And if that, and then if there's a disagreement, that's okay because we love to argue like for, for Brian, who loves the peace and harmony. When I argue with Brian in my mind, we're getting stuff done. We're getting farther. We're getting ahead. We're moving the kingdom. And for Brian, it's the most uncomfortable thing. <laughs> like, why are we arguing about something? And I'm like, we're just discussing, you know, kind of yeah. thing. So to know that the, the heart behind it is, is similar heart, just a different method of getting there. That's good. So let me just, See if I'm hearing correctly. On your end, part of it is to just affirm the loyalty, affirm we're on the same page, affirm yeah. we're tracking the same. So validate uh, your your idea of the heart, like we're going for the same goal. Uh, it may get there different, but just validate that I understand we're, we're on the same team, moving the same direction. Yeah, so that way I don't have to spend the time trying to go, okay, is everyone, I know I'm going to be decisive and bossy. How do I do this without seeing too over, seeming too overbearing? Yeah. So it's good yeah. insight. And another thing that I, I notice you doing, like you'll come into my office with some thing you want to buy or something and you'll have like this sheepish looking look on your face. And I don't know if that's because you're my son-in-law or if you do that to everybody. But like, or you're, or you're like, <laughs> Julie's like, yeah, he does that. So he does it to everyone. He tries really hard to not just. I'm like, yes, he's nailed it. Yeah, or you like say try to say something funny to kind of lighten it up, and then you'll just slide in that. Oh yeah, and by the way, I want to buy this camera or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, it's I have a task and I have a goal and I know exactly what I need to get done. And but a formula. I, but I know yeah. that and that's the weird manipulation part of it. But I'm going like, but this person needs me to care about them first or needs the conversation, and so I I trying to do that. You can see most people can see right through it especially if you know me you know kind of thing but it's it's i'm attempting to try to show you i'm on the same heart i'm just trying to get this stuff done (laughs) i would say for me um where i have a tendency to remember the negatives like help me remember the positives and i think that's one good thing about having all these different temperaments on our team is like i've got julie right across the hall from me who you know is all about the positive who will step in there and help me remember all the all of that. So it's just great to have a team around us that fills in those gaps of our weaknesses. That's really good. So for blue, we can help by celebrating. Right. Right. Enjoying and finding. That's a good thought. I got you. <laughs> well, that really is again, it's the the heartbeat of the series and why we've been trying to do what we've been doing is that we can understand better, that we can help each other out. Uh, you are not made to journey this life alone, and that God created us to journey it together, and all the colors add something. And so, again, the more you understand yourself, the more you can understand others, and you can speak in such a way that it meets according to, as Ephesians says, to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Friends, I'm reminded, too, that we all have weaknesses this side of heaven. Uh, these will be the things that we battle against. 
But these are the great places that we're reminded again why we need a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to, to fill those gaps, to, to fill in those areas and cracks within our character and our temperament. And God says, let me show up in those places. So I just encourage you as you uh, go through this, and some of it may be hard and maybe discouraging, but just to be reminded, these are the points and the moments that we can, again, have the dependence on the Lord. If we could do all these things well enough in and of ourselves, we wouldn't need Jesus in our lives. And the beauty is we do, and he's created us that way. Well, next week, we're going to talk a little bit, uh, how do we work these dynamics and these temperaments in the context of a family and how do we do this with kids and how do we build into them and speak hope and yet allow them to grow through some of these areas that we've even talked about today as their weaknesses. So that'll be a great conversation. So once again, thanks for joining us today for Off the Record. Again, all the notes, if you'd like to know uh, a link to the uh, assessment that we have, you can go again to electcity.church slash off the record and all of those are available to you. Well, have a great week. Don't dwell on these weaknesses. Give them to the Lord. Maximize your strengths. And let's continue to see how God can use us in in us and through us for his glory. Thanks for joining us.